That was quick. What was quick? Your response. Oh, yeah, you're back on time again. I think we're good. Yeah. We were worried that there might be a delay in the old internet. But we seem to be fine. So we can go into our show. Yay! Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Matthew Ali. And me, Ashton McAllister. And, you know, after last week's episode, I feel like we hit a real high point. It seems to be quite an engaged episode with people talking and messaging. I really enjoyed it. So I just want to say thank you very much at the start um, for everybody who had reached out to us with some comments and listened. And, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was. It actually data-wise the most engaged with episode of course um, you said yeah yeah it was our most engaged with day because not only did that episode get the most engaged for one day but it also encouraged other people to listen to other episodes which then just boosted us up a good bit higher as well which was interesting to see so oh i do want to give a shout out there actually oh here we go oh. people asking for shout outs yeah but this one actually did something so phil handed oh, oh, did they earn something he said, um, he messaged to say that he really enjoyed the episode and thought it was very interesting. And I'd asked him if he wouldn't mind sharing the story, sharing it as a story on his Instagram. And he did. And he just wanted to say, and he said, listen to his podcast and gave it a bit of promotion, which was, I thought, really, really wonderful. So thank you very much, Phil. What was his name? Phil Hanlon, Philip Hanlon. Oh, thanks, Phil. That's um, what I like. I like people who share stuff and... <laughs> it really helps us. It's really, really helpful. It helps us grow. It helps us hopefully get some better sound equipment, like we're saying, and also just really enjoy doing the podcast for that reason. Um, so yeah, that equipment is incredible. Yeah, and we like to know that people enjoy it and are proud of it enough to share it on their own social channels. So, Ashley, how was your week? Oh, have I had a week? I know, boy. I don't know, but I assume because every week is a week. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> So it's just mainly the weekend. So my boss is away. I've been house sitting. Um, and basically what that means is he's got two little dogs and I would go down and stay at his house and watch the dogs. Um, I don't mind that much because he has a big cinema room and it's awesome. Yeah, and literally the big recliner chair, popcorn machine. It's, it's pretty awesome. Oh my um, God, what is his job? He's, he's my boss. He runs my company. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it's pretty cool. He sees me in a way, um, and they've got this thing, right? They've got like a system set up, a security system set up, that whenever something moves, it will sound, sound uh, like a ding-dong in the house so you know that there's somebody outside or something outside that's moving. Okay. And it's hooked up to a TV camera or a TV screen so you can see the camera. Anytime something moves anywhere outside. Well, it's more, I guess... But it's just the type of time. Well, it's a security thing, isn't it? You know, if somebody's about to break in a window, they're not going to ring the doorbell, are they? Absolutely not. So, anyway, the other night, I was getting the, the dogs getting ready, uh, getting the lights all turned off, and I hear it go. This is about half 11 at night. I hear it go, and I'm like, what the hell? Who am I expecting this time? Look outside. I don't see any car lights on, so I'm thinking, right, this is getting a bit scarier. And on the screen, on the camera, I look and there's two cars parked in the drive. And I'm like, those cars aren't there because my car is parked over and I would have, they're definitely not there. And I'm looking on the screen and I can see somebody sat in one of the cars. The light's on in the car and there's a man in the car. Is this unusual for like your area, I guess? Well, it's a private drive. It's in a private property. Oh, Yeah, man. I was freaking out look out like i look out the window and it's so dark i can't see anything but then I look back at the screen and i can see clearly this guy's car and the guy sitting in the car i i, I start to freak out i don't know what to do and then i sort of look at the picture closely and i say he's being very still turns out nola taking a photograph of whenever she was parked there and it was her boyfriend Shimmy parked in the other car and there's a photograph which this was then stuck on the screen. So what was actually happening outside wasn't what was happening on the screen and the noise was just the leaves or the, the leaves blowing and the thing set off the alarm for about that five minutes. 
five minutes, I was shitting myself. Oh my god! And that was your entire week because that doesn't sound interesting. <laughs> no, well, that's just one thing. It was a little story. <laughs> but then <laughs> we had a CrossFit competition this weekend. Um, so I obviously didn't take part, but I was judging. Perving. Well, you say that. So, and I mean it. Uh, there was some very handsome men there and some very attractive women. And I'm trying to be equal opportunities here. <laughs> no, well, this will make sense because one of the coaches, Andy, had said that he's like, sometimes I love my job. And because, you know, he's, he's straight and there's lots of pretty women about. And he goes, she's really hot. She's really hot. And I was like, oh, okay. He says, why am I telling you this? And I'm like, I have no idea. And then he goes, is there any guys here for you? And there was a guy stood over and he's like ripped. And he goes, I bet you him. And I go, no, do you know what? I don't like him. You would never ask that question if he asked you that anyway. Well, no, wait, wait. wait." I said, no, not him. And I was like, you know, the guy's got a very chiseled body, but I was like, so he goes to the gym. What else has he got going in his life? He has nothing else going in his life if he looks that good. And he said, well, who is it? And I said, okay, well, after looking around, I said, probably that guy over there and pointed to this guy and that was all fine they were like okay he's a bigger guy hairier but scruffier and about an hour and a half later the i was like at the coffee van getting a coffee and the hot guy who i the guy i thought was hot comes out behind me nice and he was chatting to me and he said just said Oh, because he, he knew I was judging and knew he, I knew he was taking part. And he goes, you guys are putting on a really good competition. It's been really fun so far. And I go, oh, so are you enjoying it? Is this your first competition? He's like, well, he doesn't do CrossFit, but one of the, his, he's a PT and one of his clients has started CrossFit and he wanted somebody to partner up with in this competition. So he volunteered. Um, so anyway, long story short, he said that he's actually more of a powerlifter than a CrossFitter. Then I said, oh, we're having a powerlifting competition here next week. Did you know about that? Or are you entering? He's like, I didn't know about it. Is it too late to enter? And I go, well, Andy, the guy, the, the guy who owns our gym, he said, he's organizing it. So I'll go and ask him oh, if it's too late. Beg him, you mean? <laughs> if it's too late for him to enter. Please let him enter, Andy. Please. <laughs> yes. This is my uh, husband. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know yet, but we're getting married. Um, so... I went to ask Andy and Andy said, no, it's not too late to enter. Um, so yeah. So then about half an hour later, I went back, said to the guy, oh, I just spoke to Andy. He says, it's totally fine to enter. Um, you should really go and have a chat with him. He'll, he'll have no more details than me. Oh yeah, I forgot to say actually. Andy said back whenever he was like, I was like he's like, yeah, no, no, not too late to enter. And he's like, you should get his number. And I said, would that not be a bit weird? <laughs> and he goes, I mean, for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he meant that anyone would. Well, yeah, no, well, anyway. So I go over and say, yes, yeah, it's not to enter. Um, you should really go catch up with Andy if you can, just because uh, he knows more than I do. And then he goes, well, can I just give you my number? And I was like, uh, yeah. And then I look for a piece of paper. He goes, I'll just put it in your phone. And he put his number in my phone. And then I fell in love. Have you been texting ever since? Of course not. I did text him to ask if he managed to catch up with Andy. Uh, and then, yeah, we chatted a little bit. But the guy's clearly straight. It's just frustrating, but it's straight. But he did say, he did text say, I'm going to come back over on the Sunday after church. So he went to church, came over on the Sunday. Church? Oh, Listen, man. Listen, church. No, it's not a turn off. Don't be silly. Gay people have faith too. Pardon? Not that he's gay, but people here people have faith. There's nothing wrong with having faith. I don't have a problem with faith, I have a problem with the church. It's Catholic, right? No, church is Protestant. Oh, we've had these conversations. Anyway. So you anyway. got his number. So you got this guy's number. <laughs> I got I got a random straight guy's number, which is great for me. Yeah. <laughs> some some action. I just and then I can't remember who I was talking about, but they're just saying how hard it must be to be gay in a small town where you don't know who's gay and who's straight, what signals are people just being friendly. You know, it's just it's a bit frustrating. That's what the PT said. No, that's what somebody else was saying when I was telling them the story today. 
Yeah, because everyone, like, there's a lot of repression there, I guess, isn't it? And people might like men, but still be with women. Yeah, it's very common. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying this guy is like that. I'm pretty certain you said you hope that he would be. Of course, I can hope. Yeah, but I'm not saying he. <laughs> I hope he has some children as well. Did we have this conversation about daddies and how hot they are? Like actual daddies, We've like never... men with young children. I think men with kids are instantly hotter. Oh my god, infinitely hotter! It's just fucking sexy as hell when they've got young children. Oh my god, I don't know why, but it is. I know I agree. But overall, the CrossFit competition was a great success. I saw you got hammered. That's why we couldn't record yesterday. Oh, no, I didn't get hammered. I went out, I went out for three, four drinks. I went out for four drinks. It was good fun. I, was, I, was, I felt it this morning, though. I can't lie. And I was doing, we did this workout this morning. And um, around three, I actually vomited in my mouth and swallowed it again because it, was, it was so intense. That's good. You're like a bird. <laughs> a bird, a bird would feed it. A bird would feed it to his young. It would like, mm? uh, I guess I like mm? a reverse bird. A bee. You're like a bee, a wasp, or something. <laughs> I'm a bee. A bird that vomits to feed myself, just so I can eat twice. Yeah. Well, I said last week was my birthday, so that was good. Um, oh my god, I, I did wish you happy birthday. Yeah. I did. <laughs> um. So yeah, because you thought I turned like a lot older than I was, which is ridiculous. Mm. But uh, yeah, I turned 31 on Thursday last week. So that was, that was, the day was a bit long, actually. It was quite underwhelming. It's the first time that I've had like my birthday, like not in a relationship. And it turns out when you're in a relationship, your birthdays are much, much better. You get gifts and stuff on the day. Oh. Yeah, I woke up to like nothing and then was at work all day. I somehow woke up at like five in the morning. I couldn't get back to sleep. Left the house at like 7 a.m. Um, and just spent all that work, didn't finish till six, which is weird for me because they're never that long. But then I went straight to JOI late, JOI bar, JOI late. It's two pounds a drink. Needless to say, I was a mess, which was wonderful. Standard. Um, and then, yeah, we went bowling. We had a bowling party on Saturday, so that was really good. Again, I was a mess. Really bad at bowling as well, which is a shame because I'm not normally that bad. I had a date, a noteworthy date. Remember I told you? Ooh. On Friday, but he messaged me on Sunday just being like, I feel like we're more just like friends because um, we play board games. And I think I told you that earlier on, I didn't feel like there was anything in particular, yeah, particularly romantic about it. But you know what? It was a really nice day. So it's been a date that I've had. I've not been on many dates, I don't think. Or they always cancel. That was my problem, isn't it? They always cancel. But at least this one was a nice, a really nice guy. I had a lot of fun. Just wasn't really there, you know. But it's mm. a good first step. Yeah, no, totally. I always say go out on as many dates as you can. Mm, yeah, just keep at it. Um, yeah. I say keep at it. I don't know what I'm looking for, but it's more just to yeah hook just up. Just go and meet me. people. Yeah, meet people. If if there's a connection there, it will spark. If it doesn't, you met somebody new. Are you going to be friends with this guy then? I mean, people say that, but like <clears throat> it's quite hard to sometimes, isn't it? Um, well, you see, I don't like whenever I was dating in London. I, I don't. I didn't have enough time to see the friends I had. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't need friends, mate. So go meet other people for friends. No, I don't. I'm wanting bim bim, not. Oh uh, well, see, I don't really want that. I think at the moment I wouldn't even mind some friends, just because like the friends that I do have have all moved away. So I need to sort of spread my wings, and I've been saying that for a bit. And um, you have no friends. You've never had friends. That's true. No one likes me. No one actually likes me. So. Mm. I agree. I'll put it out there. No one likes me. I didn't go on a date. I went to the pub by myself, played a board game by myself. And that was it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I want to just pat your head. My big forehead because I got a haircut. Mm-hmm. And my barber now keeps giving me this really nice thin little R&B uh, moustache beard combo, um, which I'm actually digging. So it's nice. Yeah. You look like George, you look like George Michael. With a tan? Well, yeah, if George Michael was black, then he'd look like that, I guess. Yeah, so I got one of those things. But yeah, before I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I want it. But now I'm like, okay, I like it now. No, it looks good. It's yeah. Um, So why don't we get into our topics? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. one particular topic, I guess, isn't it? It's one topic, yeah. So... This Saturday, 
the first, first of December. December yep. is World AIDS Day. So it's, um, I didn't realize this. You know, I I didn't know anything about this. I didn't realize that it was the first of December every year. Did you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Do you know much about how long this has been running? Or um, I don't know much. I don't know much about the day, no. But I do support it as well as I can. Yeah. Um, and remember last week I told you about the play that I went to see called The Inheritance. Mm-hmm. It was quite interesting to me because uh, it was about America. Um, well, it was based in America, pardon me. And it talks about gay issues within America. And it spoke about like the sort of AIDS epidemic in the 80s. Yep. And I didn't want to speak about it last week just because we said we'd speak about um, this this week because it's quite a prominent thing, I'd say, within the country and within our community, the LGBT community. Um, yeah. It's definitely a big issue, actually, within African-Americans um, as well. I don't know if you're aware, but yeah. you're more likely to contract HIV and subsequently AIDS if you're an African-American. No, I, I don't think you're more likely to get it. I the just high, think there's it's... a higher percentage of people. Not more yeah, than you know I mean. that's yeah, you, you, yeah, you won't get. You're not because you're black. You're not going to get it more often. No, I think that's sickle cell disease. Seems, <laughs> it seems it doesn't focus. It's not a racist disease that focuses. No, on no, black. no. Yeah, it's a nasty cunt of a disease that focuses off on everyone. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I did know it was um, sadly more common with black people. I think just in America. I'm not. I don't know if it's the same here though. I don't know if you know. With African Americans in particular, I knew. I know in America it's more African Americans. I mean, is African Americans the right word for African black people? Black. I think I I don't think it is. I think just Black Americans are. It's very high numbers there. I think it's got something to do with just like you know, in America more so than maybe here. Although it does, there is an aspect of it. There's still a lot of. people not able to come out within their environments, their communities and their families because, you know, being gay and being black is not really a, a thing. So people finding ways to like, you know, meet men in places that aren't necessarily as safe as they could be and not practicing safety all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, also beyond the, the gay world, there's in, um, needle sharing for, in drugs. Oh my obviously. God. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah, I just don't really think about it, to be honest. So I can't say that. I mean, I don't know about you and yourself, but I've not really had much, I would say, exposure to people that I know with HIV. And if I, I think more and more every day, there's people that um, have it, but I've also not really educated myself too much. I've never really had any experiences with those incredibly close to me that have had it or that I've known that they've had it, you know? Um, And I've never really researched. I think it's really important for me to sort of, and others actually to research and understand a bit more about it. Yeah, I mean, I I know quite a lot. Um, really? Well, I, I I wouldn't say I know all there is. I think it, there's so much to know that it's hard to say you know you know all about it. But I, I was I've been well educated in a good bit of it. So, how did you research yourself, or did you? Um, a bit. I was with somebody who was HIV, who was HIV positive. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I guess in that instance, then you really need to, you want to try and understand a bit more about it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. And it was, it was this one person who actually educated me a lot uh, in just a, in a very open and like friendly manner. We just talked about it. It was very interesting. I was thinking about how I would be on, I don't know, a date if someone hadn't said, you know, I was chatting to them on an app or something and they said, we meet up and they, they say to me that they are um, HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And if I'm completely honest, I know that it would make me like stutter. I don't know a better word of saying it, but I would definitely, you know, double back and just, it would, it would take me back. I know that it wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be seamless because I've never really experienced it before. Um, yeah. I would want to find out a bit more about, I guess, the individual, I don't think well, it was I mean, that, from doing anything or going, sorry? continuing dating someone. Um, if, but I've never, it's never happened to me. It's never, it's happened to me once actually. I realized um, on one of the only hookups I've ever been on actually, um, they'd messaged me and said like, they're HIV positive. And before, before or after? Before. 
And I don't know whether it's the right thing to do or not because he wanted to have like penetrative sex. But at the time, and this was quite a few years ago, I didn't feel comfortable if I'd never, because I'd, I'd never, it was someone, it was a hookup. It wasn't like I'd met and had a conversation. I didn't feel comfortable um, having penetrative sex. Mostly, I guess, because I didn't know anything about it. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think it's a, I think it's a normal reaction. Like, I don't think you, I, I think, I don't know. I think it's a normal reaction to be like that. I, I know other people who've been in the exact same boat and had a bit of a, you, you just want, you want to know more about, and that's what in the conversation I had, it was explained to me that, you know, this person was on medicine that they take regularly. And that means that they cannot pass on the hit the HIV virus onto anyone else, even if there was unprotected sex. Um, obviously, you'd still wear protection because there's other things you can catch. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just saying that you know, even even if there was no condom used, as long as the person is continuously taking the medicine, then you know you should be fine. No, then it comes down to. I think if you if you skip your medicine one day or if you you skip it twice, you know I think it's fine if you as long as I'm, I'm not too sure, but the recommendation is that you take it every day. Other otherwise, the risk gets higher. But then you have to kind of consider you're putting you're putting yourself at risk based on what they're telling you, and you know you're not there to sit and make sure they're taking the meds. You have to just trust them. So that's why, in my opinion, even though. They are saying that they're taking tablets. I would always still recommend a condom. You know, like you say, there's other STIs and things, other things that you might be able to get with unprotected sex. Um, I have researched, I really should have actually before this was more a bit about PEP and PrEP in general, because I guess we kind of spoken about it a bit earlier on, but I think that there's a bit more, well, apparently everyone's on it as well. You know, we were talking about this. I've been speaking to mm. other people and then, Someone was like, oh, I just thought everyone was on it. And I was like, you know what? I never even thought about it once I broke up, um, once I became single to start taking it. But I guess, I don't know, I guess I should. Really? Yeah. So for those who don't know, um, PEP, uh, I don't know the actual chemical name, but PEP, PEP, is a drug that if if you feel you've had exposure or if you have had a risk of being exposed to uh, somebody who's HIV positive and you feel you might have contract or contacted, contracted it, you'd go to your sexual health clinic and you'd get PEP, which is, a, I think, a 28-day course of medicines. You take two tablets a day, no, three tablets a day. And then PrEP, P-R-E-P, is something that you would take daily as well. And they even this is somebody who's, HIV negative would take it daily and that would mean they can't catch HIV from somebody who has HIV positive. Yeah. I've been on, I've been on PEP. When you were in London? Uh, yeah. I, it was the time we went to Nashville. Oh, really? Yeah. I had to take it whilst in Nashville. You thought you might have been exposed to it? Yep. Oh my yeah. God. Well, you know, it was back in 2016, which was my year of the slut. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I was with somebody and unfortunately the condom broke and they, I mean, we, we, we had the conversation before they said they're HIV negative. I, I said I w- was HIV negative and I just, I just, you know, you never know. So I just was like, I'm going to get the tablets anyway, just to be safe and sorry. So. Well, it's definitely important, I guess, to, you know, check, you know, take precautions, be as safe as possible, I guess. I feel like. I don't think I take enough care. This is making me a bit concerned now. Well, I have to say, until I had this conversation with um, with my friend who told me all about the HIV and the, the medicines today, I was the same. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm, I live in a little bubble where I don't think it's around. I want to think, like, it's, when we went to see the, the play, um, audience was there were a lot of older men who 
I'm going to assume were gay because they were in pairs, but it was, it seemed like the majority of the audience were um, people part of the LGBT society, like community. Yeah. And they were talking about literally like there was a deep, deep bit about the um, people dying in the epidemic and stuff. And people were so emotional. And I don't know if there's still a stigma about, you know, people contracting HIV or having it and, you know, being afraid to interact. Do you think there's still something around that, even within like your local community, not so much say the world, because I don't know if it's the same if you're in, um, I don't know, a third world country or something, but, um, or a place that has less resources to look after those who have contracted any illnesses. But do you think there's still some sort of stigma around HIV? Um, I, I do think there is. Uh, it's because it's scary because it's uncurable. Mm. You, you, even though you can treat it and you can control it, it's, you can't cure it. Um, and even though today we're lucky enough to have it in a place where the medicines that people who have HIV can take can live completely healthy lives. And I just think it's, it's so... It's sort of like, I don't know if we're still in it now, actually, as in 2018, but we're very recently just out of it if we're not still in it. But you could never have a, a gay storyline on TV without there being like an HIV risk. Do you know what I mean? Like, any gay character at some point would have had a HIV risk. Um, do you think so? I think, yeah, I think it has to be. There's always like a coming out or there's always, there's always this big drama around something being gay in TV and it's usually HIV or it's usually coming out. And, and I think it's those type of stories that if that's the only exposure to being gay there is on TV, mm. it sort of keeps, keeps those sort of stigmas relevant. Um, I do think there is still stigma, but I also do think it's down to on education. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, even just reading up today before this, and then I'm probably sounding like um, someone who's ill-informed and I haven't really researched those, but even just the bits that I've read today, it's so manageable, isn't it? It's so manageable and understanding it has made it me feel really comfortable overall about, you know, I remember, you know, when you go for HIV, you know, you go for your, the tests and stuff, the prick tests. Little blood tests. Yeah. There's always that time, even now, like if I feel fine now, I feel fine now. And then I have the test and that like 10 or 15 minute wait you have. Oh, it's seconds. No, you wait like seconds. They prick your blood and they put it in the little thing and you literally oh, it changes watch. and they just shake it. Yeah. They shake it and they, they, you get, I think it's two dots or one dot. Then I remember how I felt when it used to be the 15 minute one. And also even just that time, just as they're taking the blood and I'm getting ready there is suddenly like, oh my God, what if? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just reading up about the steps you go through um, if you're diagnosed and, you know, how often you're checked and the kind of medicine that you'll take. And it was all very reassuring, although it doesn't say like you, it was, it was purely factual, but it seemed very manageable and reasonable for, say, my lifestyle and where I live to still take care of myself, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, the, I, mean I, I don't want to say it's a good thing, like, but one of the one of the good things today is that, like I said, you're able to control it. You're able to have a, a normal lifestyle, and norm, you're able to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, and because of the medicines, there's a lot less AIDS-related deaths. So, do you know the difference between HIV and AIDS? Uh, um, HIV is the potential to have AIDS. Like you don't have the disease. Yeah. It will you have, the, you have, the, you have the virus. So yeah. HIV is the virus. But then if you have AIDS, that's actually when your immune system starts to fail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can't remember the term they use to describe HIV, but it's basically it progresses and it's done by how many, the count of, I think it's H something or something H is in your blood per milliliter. Um, and as it, gets more it's and more and more. cd4 oh it could be that cd4 cell count it says i just have notes yeah the, the, it's the cell count and basically the higher cell count um i think when you get to stage four it's considered aids but we don't really we don't have very many people here in the uk get into stage four anymore well, well apparently it's your cd4 cell count that drops so your viral load will increase and your the cell count will drop I'm totally wrong. <laughs> Don't listen to me. 
Yeah. Um, in, in the UK in 2019 and 2017, um, uh, there's 89,000 people living with HIV and 4,363 people were new HIV infections. And there was 428 AIDS-related deaths. In the UK, did you say? In the UK, yeah. Okay. 428 is still quite a high number. It is quite high. But I guess not considering the number of people that actually have contracted a disease. Plus, you still need to be on the medicine, really, isn't it? I think there's maybe a number of people that might catch it late or, you know, not getting checked regularly. Well, so I'm you now need to worried about how regularly I'm getting checked, even though I pretty much barely have sex. Well, it's again, it's, it's the type of thing where you don't get any symptoms from you get HIV. And you can go up to 10 years without actually realizing you have HIV. I thought you had like flu-like symptoms, but like quite strongly. No, no, I think, I think people get the flu. I don't think, no, I don't think it shows any symptoms. Again, I'm sure that we're going to be wrong on some of these things and we're trying to be as knowledgeable as we can, but if we are wrong and people out there do know, do let us know and we will correct ourselves in the next episode. Well, I guess I don't really have sort of a point for this. I just know that I need to do more research because, um, not even research actually, that's a lie. I just need to be more proactive when it comes to getting checked. And I think because I, I can only, I'd only relate myself to say like other people and the amount of sex that I have, right. Which I will put out there is not very high in, in what I believe. Right. But I can't just be sort of like reactive. It still needs to be like a regular check, almost like a habit to make sure that I go and get checked regularly just because, you know, because um, some things can take yeah. a while to um, show, even if it is like immediately after, you know, intercourse in some way. I think you have to, it won't, if, you know, it takes a few weeks to show in your system, doesn't it? So you, if you think you've had exposure or contact with somebody who might have, you know, had it, um, I think I've seen it defined as intimate contact with somebody who would, there's a chance that there's HIV, you should get yourself on PEP. Because it's not like, again, not just saying, in, in you know, obviously passing of blood or semen, but also breastfeeding is another way to um, pass on HIV. Um, sharing needles, which is obviously if you're sharing needles with a partner, then you're at risk. And it does, it's not just gay guys who have anal sex. Anyone who has anal sex is at risk. If anybody who has vaginal sex is at risk. It's, just, it's the tissue in the, the bum is more. Did you know what it was first called? Like in, um, in the 80s. And I saw it on Grey's Anatomy, my fave show. Oh, the gay cancer. Yeah, they were like terms that you used, but it was called GRID, which was called gay-related immune deficiency system. That's what it was termed. That's what the actual term was. But it was changed like shortly after that. But I didn't realize that that's what it was called for a while. That's what it initially was introduced as. Um, I'm trying to find the. I didn't. I didn't actually GRID. I never heard. Oh yes, gay-related immune deficiency. Well, I just thought that gay-related was just a bit cray cray, isn't it? Just assume that it was only like the fact that. Um, yeah, that is only related to gay people. And that's not, that's, that's not the case necessarily, is it? Well, or not at all, in fact. No, it's not. It's, um, again, it's not, a, it's not a racist virus targeting black people. And it's not a homophobic <laughs> virus targeting gay people. It just so happens that gay people and it seems people of, people of color are high, more common to get it. Mm. Um, for, I've, I've read why for being gay, because the tissues and the... Or the muscle or the tissues in the bum are different than tissues in the vagina. Uh, the fluid semen is stronger than vaginal fluid, and gay men are more promiscuous. Promiscuous. Um, Did you know yeah. that the rules are changed about? I didn't realize that the rules are changed about um, giving blood. I don't know that. No. How long are we, are we allowed to give blood? I think I think you can't unless you have had sex in a year. Well, it says now there's a three months deferral period. The fact there's a three, any deferral period is crazy. Three months, everybody's like, oh, it's good. You have three months. It's like, no, it's not. It's, it's pointless. All blood is screened anyway. All blood is screened. Even though all blood is screened, there still is a risk 
someone can it can still pass through or be missed right so it's trying to say that it will reduce the risk by having these and i understand what you're saying but i think that it's an improvement from 10 years to one year to three months though i think that's a good thing it is in reaction to people saying that it is a homophobic rule or that you know because all the screening and stuff like that it's very quality so um i actually think it's a good thing although you know it's closer and closer if you think about it in the steps that last year although it's not the same for northern ireland it literally says three months except for northern ireland yeah well do you know there's over ten thousand people in the uk who do not know that they're hiv positive so how do they seen that they go off stats i guess this is from terence higgins terence higgins trust Tenth, over 10,000 people are undiagnosed. They do, do not know they're HIV positive. And uh, of the 5,164 people diagnosed in H- with HIV in the UK in 2016, 54% were gay or bisexual men. So the, the, the split isn't as gay, versus, gay men versus straight as you might think. Of the 210, 200, 2,110 heterosexual people diagnosed with HIV, 30, 39% were black African men and women. Um, and apparently the number of diagnoses have been going down actually, yeah? which is a good thing. Which is, yeah, because the PrEP coming in. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it is good. It is good. Isn't there an overall idea that if you do like PrEP and PEP long enough, that it might be eradicated? Although that's a world problem and I can't imagine that those resources are available for everyone, especially because it's quite expensive if you're thinking about exporting to, you know, places within Africa and things like that for everyone to be able to be on these sort of medicines. Yeah. Um, I'm get, I guess in theory you would assume that, but now we have the drug that can control it over generations. It should hopefully drastically reduce it. Um, well, that's once you contract it, but if you don't get it because you're on prep and then no one does eventually, then potentially they yeah. could be, something they get rid of it all i guess yeah it's crazy it's crazy anyway it does just get you thinking really isn't it i think i mean i'm glad i'm talking about in this podcast and that i don't think i would have paid attention to the day on saturday and actually making sure i don't know why it's really bad actually but it does really get you thinking to be honest doesn't it about just taking care of yourself but also it is completely manageable but also trying to avoid risks and making sure you're checked regularly it's so important it's so important it's crazy i mean on a personal level it's important i also think there's an importance to try and get rid of a lot of the taboo around hiv now um i know back in years gone by it was people thought looking at somebody with hiv or sitting next to them or kissing them or whatever it you would have got hiv but that's not the case well, that's why I want to know if that's still around. I guess it's so difficult for me, I'd say sometimes in London, to understand what is actually happening outside of this big old city, you know? Mm. Well, for anybody who's wondering, you cannot get HIV. Well, no. There is an extremely unlikely chance you'll get HIV from kissing anybody. There's been, I think, one case where they've said that it's been... Mm transmitted and that's because both parties had very bleedy gums and yeah and i always remember whenever whenever i became a student and was fresh on the gay scene one of the bits of the advice that was given to me by my friend was to if you hook up with somebody and bring them back to your house you might be tempted to brush your teeth but do not brush your teeth i had this i knew this chew some gum yeah, because, you know, you might be doing something and uh, you don't want to have a little exposed gum. Well, just brushing your teeth is supposed to leave, like, just tiny little, like, incisions throughout your mouth and yeah. stuff. So it is, yeah, yeah, it is important not to do that. I remember hearing that when I was younger. But I was interested, I didn't realise, maybe I did remember that you um, previously had a relationship and I think that um, one of my friends had helped me out when I had... Uh, some questions to ask because I think it's important to ask questions, but sometimes I don't know if I'd feel comfortable. Um, say if I was out on a date with someone, they'd said it. I don't know how comfortable I'd be to ask questions because I don't want to encroach on anyone's personal information. But I guess if they just, if someone discloses it to you and is open to you, that 
Do you think it's fair to ask questions then and there? I, I would say it's fair. Uh, I, um, I mean, if they've, if they've said to you, I mean, first of all, I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to ask because when I was, when I would meet up with somebody, I would ask their status just off the bat. Not like, Hey, I'm actually, what's your status? But I'd work it into the conversation somehow. Really? Yes, I don't want to be sleeping. You'd ask the question. Yeah. You never okay. ask somebody who you hook up with what their status is? It's an uncomfortable question, but... I have never asked that. Well... I don't think I would. I have a few times. Because you thought there was a reason why you might need to ask? Well, no, just out of safe, safety reasons. Just look after myself. No, I don't think I would ask that. I think I would just kind of ask... I don't know what I would ask because I wouldn't ask about how they contracted. I don't think that's important for like. A no, you don't need you don't need to know that. That's yeah, not, I don't think that's relevant. Unless, but, um, or maybe I'd just be a bit open about you know like, I guess my my experiences, and saying that I don't have much. Yeah, I think, I think if you were to meet somebody who's told you their status is positive, you, you, I think you should let them know your concerns or questions or, you know, in your case, lack of knowledge around it or lack of, I wouldn't say experience. It's not like you need to build experience, but lack of experience. I don't know. I think it is experience. I'll be honest. I think it is experience. I'm not, you know, it's only one person that has openly said it to me. One out of everyone. Yeah. It's not many. (laughs) I don't think I have concerns though. I'll be honest. Um, Yeah. I don't think I have concerns. No. Except for, I guess, viral load is quite important. I guess, is that a reasonable question to ask about what someone's viral load is or has been? What do you mean? Well, you know, people get checked to see where they're at and if they're undetectable or not. I think, I don't know, is it worth knowing whether someone is undetectable or not? Yeah, definitely. I'd ask that. But again, you're going off somebody else's word. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the reason I asked was more peace of mind. And it was, I wouldn't say every single person I've ever hooked up with I said what's your status this wasn't things were um, guaranteed to go a certain way I would ask I've never done that I've been asked you've been asked yeah um, I think I've been asked on apps maybe but the, the, that's, that's, that, the, that's the problem you see because if it's okay to do it on apps it's okay to do it in real life it's just, I, and I think it's the uncomfortableness of asking somebody such a personal question, which, you know, that's why on a lot of the apps, they have a status thing there. It's so interesting. I don't know if I would ask. It's, I just never, it's never crossed my mind. Well, put it, like the way, I, the way I looked at it, which is why I ask now is if you don't ask, you're, you're, you're relying on them to tell you and you don't know what type this, this is a person you might have just met you don't know this person mm, for sure so ask is what i would say but that's just me i have one of those personalities where i'm you know i'm a straight shooter but it's interesting that you do i i think it's i think it's quite interesting um it's just never crossed my mind it's not something that i've ever really thought about to ask to be honest i guess i just almost sometimes i can be quite naive to assume that people would just say the truth to me which isn't always the case i guess I guess it depends on what's going to happen, doesn't it? You know, in, in your night of passion, because somebody might not want to tell you they're, that's why I say, you know, if, if I know it's going to go a certain way, I'll ask. But if I know we're just going to, you know, kiss and cuddle, I'm not going to, you know, do it. It's not my business. But then I was thinking, you know, like worst case, not worst case scenario, but you know, like dark rooms and saunas and things like that. There's not even conversations. I, I, mm? I yeah. Well, you, you, that's the risk that people take. Like, mm. I, it's not where, well, I don't want to, I'm not judging anyone, but it's not where I go. And it's because I don't want to take that risk. I don't find that sexually doing it for me and I don't do it. What I have done this year, I would say for sure. And in the dark room, I've been in a dark room is what I'm saying. I have never been in. That's rubbish. I've never been in. That's bullshit. Have I been in a few? No, I wouldn't go in there with you. Are you crazy? 
No, but I'm saying you've never seen me because I've never been in one. What? Never. Okay. Well, I most certainly have, but then it's and maybe I just make stupid mistakes, but things just get out of hand sometimes, you know. Um, you're caught up in the passion and your oof, the sweat and the the rubbing. That sounds gross, actually. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just it's so hard for me, like if I'm drinking and stuff, to just remain like um, somewhat sensible, I guess. Yeah, um, I nearly went to a sauna once. Nearly. Well, I know I went, but I got turned away. You got turned away? For, why? It was lesbian night. Oh, there's like three people in there. <laughs> it was empty. All knitting or um, something. <laughs> me, and, um, me, and a, me and a couple of friends were going after a club. This was when I was a student in Leeds. And um, they were like, oh, we should go just for the fun. And I was like, oh, no, I put it all, like I said no like a hundred times. And I said, right, okay, we'll go this night. And we went, the lady answered the door. She's like, sorry, love, lesbian night. And I'm like, oh, there we go. It's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that about a fetish club once. I was like, I was, me and my friend were drinking in, in, um, in Vauxhall. And then it was like 2.30, 3 o'clock. And we were like, should we go to there? And he was like, no. And then he's like, okay. And then we, had, <laughs> so then we went to there. And they were like, oh my God, I can't believe we're going. Because like, you just basically like, get rid of all your clothes before you even walk in. Oh, uh, <laughs> got to the door and they're like um no one's allowed in and we were like oh my god thank god because <laughs> <laughs> we would have done it as well I just got completely naked <laughs> anyway yeah no there's not really an end to this is there well i think there is i think first of all for you you need to educate yourself more i think so regularly do so yeah absolutely and i think everyone out there who needs to educate themselves a bit more if they're unknowing because i think if you're unknown you make assumptions um and you might jump to the wrong assumption um so better educate yourself or ask questions um for me it's don't ask straight boys for numbers uh there's no reason especially if you're in limavadi they're never truly straight or gay to be honest you never know you never know but um i think from a from a message point of view i think definitely get tested regularly um know what you know um and know what you don't know so you can learn i have to say honestly my having the conversation with my friend who educated me about um prep and pep and how he he couldn't transmit the change the way i looked at it because i knew this person before like we'd gone on a couple of dates, loosely, loosely say dates, and I had no idea. And then we just sat down one night and talked about it. And I was like, oh, wow. I was, and it was, what amazed me was in my head, I had all these preconceptions of what type of person I thought would be HIV positive. And it turns out I was totally wrong about everything. And it was a real... It was a real reality check for me because I was, you know, just proven wrong. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm eternally grateful to that person for educating me. I think that's really so, important. I've never really taken the opportunity to speak to anyone who is positive, to be honest. So, mm. well, no, you're not going to reach out. But I, I think take those opportunities to ask some questions. With people that you trust and that you know, that's me. Because I've never taken that opportunity, even if I know that someone is openly um hiv positive i've never asked many questions and if i want to learn something i think that there's something in there where i can you know i'd hope yeah and, but everybody has their own story to tell as well and I, I don't think like you said i don't think you you need to or anyone listening when i'm saying ask questions you don't need to understand i can't think of a reason why you'd ever have to understand how they got it um, no. i mean i find out just i i find out not i the guy who was telling me was told me everything and i was like well fair enough that's it for me um oh this is really we need to let's tell us a funny story what did you get up to this is we need to end on a high we're not going to finish on a a funny story hmm. somebody messaged me saying they like my giggle on the podcast your giggle yeah do you think they meant me no they definitely said me 
Look, we posted, right? We, post, we all, all, me, you, and uh, Honest Pod all posted about asking questions before. Did you get any questions through? I don't think I did. But we just build the habit. We'll keep on asking. And then eventually we'll get there. Yeah, no, we'll keep asking. Well, actually, I hope you have a lovely week. Yeah, you too. Um, yeah. Ooh, there's a very muscular picture of Brian Sims on his Instagram. Here, can you and see? And I will see you later. <laughs> Is that his arm on the right? That's his arm. Oh, wow. Brian Sims is amazing, isn't he? Just what can't he do? You should, uh, you should message him. No. no he responded once before. He might respond again. Although he's I feel like he'd be busy around all the election type things. He responded twice before. But huh? yeah, I think he's, he's responded to two, two messages. Um, I wouldn't say we're quite BFFs just yet. But uh, I imagine he's really busy because he just got elected. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But uh, what can I say? When you round us out. Right, okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, been an awesome week. Make sure you go and show some support. Donate some money to um, World Aids Day and get yourself a little red ribbon. The um, helps go into research and support for everyone affected with HIV. And yeah, hopefully we can end the horrible virus that is HIV. But uh, we look forward to um, asking more questions and hear what you guys have to say. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram where you can ask us questions where we post it up. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and just overall have a really amazing week. Until next week. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.